everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. Is there a difference between mental illness and demon oppression? Or is it one and the same? And how does a child process this behavior when she becomes the brunt of its rage? And what if that person is your own mother? Years of horrific abuse, both verbally and physically, would soon take its toll on my next guest, leading her down a path of self-destruction, self-loathing, the occult, drugs, and tragic relationships. How did she survive? Better yet, how did she overcome and learn to thrive? Here to talk about her incredible story in part one of our two-part conversation from her now classic autobiography, Stormy, A Story of Forgiveness and Healing, is award-winning, best-selling author and speaker who will also talk about her latest in the phenomenal best-selling series, The Power of a Praying Life, Finding the Freedom, wholeness, and true success God has for you. Please welcome with me to testimony the beautiful, talented, and gracious Stormy Omardian. Stormy, welcome to testimony. Thank you, Jensine, and thank you for that introduction. Really, I'm so honored to be on your program. Well, it's an honor to have you, and you deserve every word of that. And Stormy, I can't begin to tell you how impacted I was by your autobiography. What you had to endure uh, would have been enough for anyone to call it quits, and you even attempted that a time or two, but for the grace of God. Stormy, would you please begin to tell us that story? Well, I was raised by a mentally ill mother, a severely mentally ill mother, and uh, uh, the way she coped with me, she was physically abusive and verbally abusive, but the thing that affected me the most was being locked in a closet much of my early childhood and I was never quite sure why I was put there, and um, she, it seems like after I was put there, she forgot about me until my dad came home, and then I was let out of the closet. But it was um, so much a time that I, it was instilled in me just feelings of fear and anxiety and, and depression and sadness and um, feelings of hopelessness and futility, and um, so much so that by the time I was a... Uh, a young woman, and out of the house, I still had those emotional feelings, those feelings of depression and anxiety and sadness and every negative emotion you can imagine, you know, tremendous feelings of loneliness, especially. And um, I, in my youth, once I got out of high school, I didn't, I didn't do any of these things in high school, but uh, once I got out of high school, I was just always looking for some kind of peace or some kind of relief from the pain that I felt. And and so I went into drugs and alcohol and um, uh, unhealthy relationships, occult practices, Eastern religions, just anything, you know, that I could find that I thought would lead me out of this, you know, or just take away the pain for a while. But everything I, everything I did just made things worse. You know, I just got worse. I just got the feelings intensified, you know, it was like a temporary relief, but nothing ever lasted, you know. And so it wasn't until 
uh, I was 28 years old, and I had attempted to uh, kill myself when I was 14, just yeah. because I wanted to end the pain, and um, that, of course, didn't succeed. And I, here, 14 years later, I, I was at that same point again, where I had tried everything, and nothing was working. I thought if I worked hard, you know, I'd make people love me, and that would take care of everything, and, and just nothing, nothing worked at all, and I... I could never believe that anything good was ever going to happen in, in my life. And so I just I decided, again, I was going to take my life. I just didn't want to wake up with the pain anymore. It wasn't that I didn't want to live, but I didn't see any way out of the life that I was living in the way I was. And I just saw no hope. And so I was planning to take my life, only this time I was going to have enough pills and um, the right pills to do the job. And so as I was gathering those pills from friends, um, a friend of mine took me to meet her pastor, and he talked to me about um, about the Lord, about Jesus, and about how God had a plan for my life, which I never heard before, and that God wanted to change me from the inside out, and he had uh, things, you know, uh, he, he had a plan for my life that would make me um, become all that he created me to be, and I, I just, I loved what I was hearing, and so... He, uh, the pastor gave me um, three books to read, one of which was the Gospel of John, and there were two other Christian books. And he said, go home and read these, and then come back the following week. And so I did, and, and he asked me what I thought of those books, and I said, I, I believe they're the truth. Because when I read them, it just the truth just struck me that this was true, what John was saying, uh, you know, about the Lord. And so I received the Lord in his office, and that's when my life began to happen. That's when uh, the, the long, dark tunnel of my life began to have some light at the end of it, you know, and I, I, so I started going to church and going to, um, you know, reading the Bible and, and, and learning how to pray and learning how to worship and all of these things. My life was changed every time I did that, every time I was in the Word, every time I prayed. I mean, just things began to happen. It was amazing. This had to be miraculous for you, really. This had to be like water in the desert, because yeah. tell our listeners some of the things your mother said to you and why you would feel the way that you did about yourself. Well, the, the, the things that I can actually repeat on the air uh, were things like, um, uh, you're never going to amount to anything, you're worthless, you know, there's, you know, there's, why are you living, there's no hope for you. It's just, it, those kind of things. It was always always the worst thing a child wants to hear you know and you'll never amount to anything was the thing I remember the most um, you'll just never amount to anything you're nothing you know and it, it was so ingrained in me that I believed it and um, even though I didn't want to I did and, and believing that you feel hopeless because how can you change yourself we don't have the power to change, change ourselves I didn't have anything going on my side we were extremely poor so you don't have the you know, you don't have the money to get a great education or you don't have the money to, you know, take lessons or get better at what you do or anything like that. You just, you know, you're just trying to survive every day. And um, so those, those negative things she said to me were really ingrained in my soul. And what our listeners also need to know is that you were never told that you were beautiful or attractive, and you're astonishingly beautiful. You were in the entertainment industry. You were working at that time singing, dancing with the Glenn Campbell Show. You were never not busy, working 24-7. You had a, a thriving career, and yet, through all of this and the accolades and the applause, you felt like what? Oh, I felt like nothing. I always, always felt like nothing. I always, I was always in fear. I had tremendous anxiety attacks. 
and I was always in fear that people were going to find out what a nothing I truly was, you know, so I figured that this is all a good big front that I'm putting up, you know, they'll, you know, someday they're going to find out that I can't do this, I can't do the things I'm doing, I, that I really don't have it, you know, and so I was always afraid of that, and uh, finally it just really took its toll, and that's where I, I really just wanted to end my life, because I just, I couldn't see any any future at all. So now take us to the time you're 28 years old, and is this when you decide this is it, I'm out of here? And then the intervention that led you to a relationship with Jesus Christ that changed everything for you. Yes, this is when um, a friend of mine was working with me on um, a couple TV shows and some um, recordings as well, and um, she's the one, she talked to me about the Lord. Um, quite a bit, and I thought, oh, that's nice, you know, that's nice for her, <laughs> and, um, but I just was never open to it, I just didn't think it was a real thing, I thought it was just, you know, I didn't think it was real at all, I didn't understand it at all, and um, so I was really depressed, and uh, my main show, the Glenn Campbell show, was getting canceled, and um, some other things were canceling out, too, because that was a, kind of a transition time, and back then were all these musical shows were being canceled and that's what I was working on these musical comedy things and um, so I, I saw my work going and I'm thinking okay I'm getting older I have no future I mean I I just I just can't keep up the front anymore and it was she and she well, we were on a recording session and my friend said look I can see you're not doing well at all she says why don't you come with me to meet my pastor and I was hesitating even then at that late stage and she says really what have you got to lose just just come and meet him you know, and so I thought, okay, I, I'll do that, and and so I did. This is right in the middle of when I'm collecting all these sleeping pills, so that I can really go to sleep and never wake up with the pain anymore. And so when I went to meet him, he um, he just talked to me about Jesus as if he was his best friend, and it was fascinating to hear him talk about what the Lord had planned for me and what what He had in store for my life, and if I received Him, then He he could, you know, his by his spirit, he would change me from the inside out, and it was I was I really loved hearing that. And so when I received the Lord in His office, I really felt a strange sensation of hope for the first time. I really never felt that before, and um, I just started going toward that light, you know, that that light that was in me. Um, I started learning about who who Jesus was and what uh, He had done, and and. Um, and I also learned about the power of prayer, and that was a big thing for me. I had no idea about the power of prayer at all. And I was still, even after I received the Lord and had been going to church and learning about God and, you know, reading the Bible and, and, and getting the great teaching that we got there, and I still uh, had depressions that came upon me and would last like two weeks at a time where I could barely function. And... Um, and in, 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 in all this time, about a year after I received the Lord, I had met my husband before I received the Lord and, and on rec and recording sessions that we had done. But after I started going to that church, he was going to that church as well, and we got married about a year later. So I thought that this would be the end of the Depression. You know, I married a, a guy who loved me, and, and I loved him, and and um, had the Lord, and I thought, I thought my depression would be over, and I couldn't figure out why I still had these depressions. They were so bad. And finally, my husband said, why don't you go to the church, and they have counselors there. They had Christian counselors there who really understood the Bible and what God does in our lives, how he restores us and how he makes us whole and sets us free, and he 
And uh, he says, why don't you go see one of the counselors there, and um, the pastor's wife. And so I did, and uh, she, I told her the whole story of my life, and she had me fast and pray for three days and come back to her office. And uh, she said, while you're fasting and praying, she says, I want you to write down any sin that comes to your mind. You know, when you receive the Lord, you're forgiven of your sins, but there's still things that have hooks in you, you know, that you haven't let go of or you... Um, you know, you still have the consequences of them hanging over your head, and I still had a lot of that. And so I, you know, anything that came to my mind, I wrote down. And so when I went back to the counseling office, she had me, um, first of all, just lift up those sins and the papers that I had. I just lifted it up to the Lord and confessed them as sin before him. And she had me renounce all of my occult involvement. I had stopped practicing it once I received the Lord, but I never really had gone before the Lord and just renounced that practice and, and had my involvement in it. And she had me confess my unforgiveness toward my mother. And once I did those three things, she prayed for me. And uh, when she did, I really felt a physical manifestation of that depression lifting. It just lifted. And it was amazing. I was, I was shocked i didn't even know that could happen i it's not something i could even conjure up in my mind because i couldn't even even have thought it up in my mind we're going to take a break and have you come back next week to finish this wonderful story great ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to stormio martin author of the best-selling a story of forgiveness and healing her autobiography stormy thank you for being with us we look forward to more of your story next week on testimony that'll be great thank you god bless you if you would like more information, you can visit our website at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. Or write to us at Testimony, P.O. Box 1333, Palm Desert, California, 92261. That's P.O. Box 1333, Palm Desert, California, 92261. I'm Jensine Bard. Please join us again for Testimony.